Ehia Olamuddin by Imam Ghazali Chapter 7 Secrets of Pilgrimage Pilgrimage is one of the pillars of Islam, the beauty of divine service for the whole life, the end of actions, the perfection of Islam and the foundation of religion. On the day of pilgrimage, God revealed the following verse. Today I have perfected your religion for you and made my gifts perfect upon you and I am pleased to give you Islam as a religion. 5.3 The Prophet said regarding it, He who dies without making pilgrimage dies willingly as a Jew or a Christian. He who makes... he So how important is that divine service without which the religion does not become perfect and one becomes a Jew or a Christian or a misguided person? It will therefore he discussed in the following three sections. Section 1. The Excellence of Pilgrimage God says, Proclaim Hajj amongst the people so that they may come to you upon foot or upon every camel coming from every distant place, as is mentioned in the Quran. Qatada said, God ordered Ibrahim salam, our prophet and all chosen servants, proclaim Hajj amongst their people. Then he proclaimed, O people, God created a house Make pilgrimage to it. God says that they will become witness benefits for them. This means that trade and rewards in the next world. A certain sage said about it, By Lord of the Kaaba, he has forgiven them. God mentions the devil as saying, I shall sit for them in your right path. Some say that this devil will be sitting in the paths towards Makkah to prevent the people from making Hajj. The Prophet said, he who makes pilgrimage without doing any obscene deed or without making quarrels comes out of the sins as on the day when his mother gave birth to him. The Prophet said the devil does not become so much humiliated, dishonored and disgraced as on the day of Arafah. The cause is that he sees God's blessings descending and his forgiveness of the great sins. The Prophet said, there is some sin out of the sins which are not forgiven except without waiting at Arafah. The Prophet said, If a man comes out of his house with the intention of making Hajj or Umrah, there will be written for him the reward of one Hajj and one Umrah up to the Day of Judgment. He who dies in Makkah or Medina will not be presented for account and no account will be taken from him and he will be said, enter paradise. The Prophet said, there is no reward except paradise for an accepted Hajj. The Prophet said, those who make pilgrimage or Umrah and are the guests and neighbors of God. If they pray, it is accepted from them. If they seek forgiveness, God forgives them. If they ask for something, their invocation is accepted. If they intercede, it is accepted. There is another Hadith. He whose sins are greatest is a person who thinks at Arafah that God does, does not, has not forgiven his sins. The Prophet said, 120 blessings descend every day on this Kaaba, 60 of those for those who make tawaf, 40 those who pray, and 20 for those who visit the Kaaba. There is in Hadith, Make much tawaf because it is such a great thing that you will find in it your book of deeds on the day of judgment and for which people will envy you. 
For this reason, make tawaf at first before Hajj and Umrah is commendable. There is in Hadith, He who makes tawaf for a week barefooted and bare bodies will get the reward of setting free a slave. Those who make tawaf in rains for a week, his past sins are forgiven. A certain sage said, If the day of Arafah and the day of Jummah occur on the same day, every person at Arafah is forgiven and that it is the best day in the world. On that day, the farewell hajj of the Prophet took place and on that day the verse was revealed, Today I have perfected for you your religion, bestowed my favors completely on you and chosen for you Islam as a religion. 5.53 The people of the book said, If the verse would have been revealed upon us, we would have observed it as a day of festival. Omar ibn al-Khattab said, I bear witness that this verse was revealed on the Prophet on the day of the two festivals, that is the day of Arafah and Jummah, and he, has, he was then waiting at Arafah. The Prophet said, Forgive one who has come for pilgrimage, O God, forgive one who seeks forgiveness for the pilgrimage. Umar ibn al-Khattab said, A pilgrimage is forgiven, and also the man for whom he for seeks forgiveness is Zilhaj, Muharram, Safar, or the first part of Rabi al -Awwar. It was the custom of the ancient sages that they broadcasted the stories of warriors, welcomed the pilgrims, kissed their foreheads, sought blessings for them, and they hastened to do these things before they would commit sins. Excellence of Makkah and the Kaaba the Prophet said, God promised that every year 600,000 people will make Hajj. If their number becomes less, God will fill the number up by angels. The Kaaba will be presented on the Day of Judgment, adorned with ornaments like a newlywed bride, and those who make pilgrimage will be busy in covering it with cloth. The Kaaba will proceed towards Paradise till it enters it, and they will also enter Paradise. There is in a hadith, the black stone is a jewel out of the jewels of paradise. It will be raised upon on the day of judgment. It will have two eyes and one tongue with which it will speak. It will bear witness for everyone who kissed it and testified its truth. The Prophet used to kiss it much. It was narrated that Umar ibn al-Khattab once made prostration over it. Then he was making tawaf riding and he placed his staff on in his hands on it and kissed one end of it. He used once after kissing it. He said once after kissing it, I know certainly that you are a mere piece of stone and you cannot do any benefit or harm. Had I not seen the Prophet kissing you, I would have never kissed you. He then wept and raised his voice high. Then he said to Ali bin Abu Talib, who was behind him, O Abu Hassan, take advice and intercede, your prayer will be accepted. Ali bin Abu Talib said, O commander of the faithful, it has got benefits and harms. Umar asked, In what way? He said, When God took promise from the descendants of Adam, he wrote a scroll on them and impressed it on this stone. It will bear witness for those who fulfill their promise and against the infidels for their infidelity. Hassan al-Basri said, One day's fast therein is equal to a hundred thousand fasts, and charity of one dirham is equal to a hundred thousand dirhams. Thus its reward increases to one hundred thousand. There is in Hadith, 
One Umrah during Ramadan is like a pilgrimage with me. He said, I shall be the first man who will burst out of his grave. Then the inhabitants of Jannatul Baqi will resurrect with me. Then the Makkans and then the people between the two harams, that is Makkah and Medina. There is in a hadith that when Adam performed all the rites of pilgrimage, the angels saw him and said, O Adam, your Hajj has been accepted. We built the Kaaba 2000 years before you. There is in a hadith that God looks to the inmates of the world every night. He looks first to the inhabitants of Makkah and then out of them first to the inhabitants of the Kaaba. He forgives one whom he sees making tawaf and forgives one whom he sees standing towards the Kaaba and forgives one whom he sees praying in the Kaaba. A friend of God said, The sun does not set in unless an abdal makes tawaf of the Kaaba and it does not set in unless a friend of God makes its tawaf. When this sort of tawaf will end, it will be the cause of being lifted away from this world. Then the people will see in the morning that it has been lifted away and they will find no sign therein. Then after, nobody will make its pilgrimage for seven years. The Dajjal will appear and Jesus Christ will come down and kill the Dajjal. Then the resurrection will come near. There is in a hadith, before its lifting, the Kaaba will be circumambulated always. The Kaaba was twice destroyed and it will be, be lifted up at the third time. The Prophet said, God says, when I will wish to destroy the world, I will begin it first with my house and I will destroy it first. Then immediately after it, the world will be destroyed. The Excellence of Habitation at Makkah God-fearing men dislike to live at Makkah for three reasons. 1. Fear of being equal to Kaaba as to be equal from the point of honor is harmful. When the pilgrims were finished pilgrimage, Hazrat Omar assembled them and said, O inhabitants of Yemen, go to Yemen. O inhabitants of Iraq, go to Iraq. He said, I fear except the people inhabit too much in the Kaaba. Number two, eagerness for visiting it again owing to separation as God has made the Kaaba as a refuge for the people and a safe place. Number three, not to live at Makkah for the fear of sins and guilts is better than honoring the place. Hazrat ibn Mas'ud said, There is no such city except Makkah where people will be punished for niyyah before actions. When he read this verse, If a man wishes therein to do excessive oppression, he will be given grievous punishment. This is only for the Kaaba. Hazrat ibn Abbas said to store up foodstuffs at Makkah is said to be excessive oppression within the precincts of the Kaaba. He said to commit 70 sins at Ruqayyah is better to me than to commit one sin at Kaaba. Ruqayyah is a place between Makkah and Saif. Some people feared so much that they even responded not to, not to their calls of nature in the sacred enclosure. It is better to live at Makkah if anybody does not commit any sin. When the Prophet returned to Makkah, he turned his face towards the Kaaba and said, You are the best place to me amongst the places of God, and you are a dearest city to me amongst the cities of God. Have I not been ejected from you, I would have never come out of it. Why should it not be 
why should it not be as look towards the Kaaba is worship and a good deed is done therein, it brings abundant rewards. The excellence of Medina. There is no such place better as Medina after Makkah. The reward increase much if a good deed is done at Medina. The Prophet said, One prayer in my mosque is equal to 1,000 times more than the prayer in any other mosque except for the mosque at Makkah. That is true of all good deeds done here. After Medina, there is a place of Betul Maqdis, Jerusalem, wherein a prayer brings rewards 500 times more than any other mosque. This is the case with all other good deeds. The Prophet said, if one prayer in the mosque of Medina is equal to 10,000 prayers, one prayer in, in Baytul Maqdis is equal to 1,000 prayers, and one prayer in Makkah is equal to 100,000 prayers. The Prophet said, if a man bears hardship in Medina, I shall be his intercessor on the day of judgment. The Prophet said, if a man can die at Medina, let him do it, because if a man dies at Medina, I shall be his intercessor on the day of judgment. After these three places, all places are equal except for the frontiers of Islam, as guarding the frontiers of Islam is necessary from the enemies and their excellence is great. For this reason, the Prophet said, Don't tie your camel except in three mosques, the mosque of Kaaba, the mosque of Mine, and the mosque of Bayt al-Maqdis. The Prophet said, I had prohibited you before to visit graves, but now I say, Visit the graves, but don't say Hazran. I gave up. The Prophet said, All the places belong to God and all are all the servants of God. Live in the place you like and praise God. There is a hadith, If a man gets blessing in a thing, he should stick to it. If a man gets a source of income, he should not change it till that source of income is changed. The Duties of Hajj Two things are necessary for the health of Hajj, time and Islam. There are five conditions of Hajj which are obligatory. Number one, to be a Muslim. Number two, to be a free man. Number three, to be intelligent and able. Number four, to be a major. And number five, to make Hajj in time. One must be of sound health and root must be safe and sound. He must have sufficient money to go and to come back from the journey and for the maintenance of his family in the meantime. If a man is unable to make pilgrimage on account of his physical weakness or bodily infirmity from which he has got no scope or no hope of recovery, he must send his representative at the expense to make pilgrimage. A son may, may not take money from his father to make pilgrimage on behalf of his father. If a man dies before making pilgrimage in spite of his solvency, there is grievous punishment for him. Hazrat Sa'id ibn Zubair, Ibrahim Nahi, and Nazahid and Taus have said, If we knew that a certain man died without making Hajj, we did not say funeral prayer for him. Hazrat ibn Abbas said, If a man dies without Hajj and without paying zakat, he will pray for the return to the world. Then he will read the verse, O oh my Lord, send me again that I may do good deeds which I have left undone. Five compulsory duties of Hajj To make Ihram, to make Tawaf, to make Sa'i, to wait at Arafah, and then to shave the hair. These are all compulsory in Umrah except waiting at Arafah. Sixth Wajib of Hajj 
to make a haram at the appointed place, number one. Number two, to throw pebbles at Mina. Number three, to wait at Arafah till sunset. Number four, to spend the night at Musdarafah. Number five, to stay at Mina. Number six, to make the waf of the Kaaba at the time of the farewell. Modes of Hajj. Hajj can be performed in three modes. Number one, Ifrat. Number two, Kiran. Number three, Tamattu. The mode of making pilgrimage by Ifrad is the best. Ifrad is the kind of pilgrimage in which Ihram is the is made with the sole intention of Hajj and not Umrah, and Ihram is broken after the necessary duties are performed. Then Ihram is made for Umrah. Number two, in Kiran Hajj, Ihram is made for both Hajj and Umrah at the same time. Number three, in Tamatsu Hajj, First, Ihram is made for Hajj before it actually takes place. Ihram is made at the fixed place and then the pilgrim comes to Mecca and breaks it. Just before Hajj, he again makes the Ihram and breaks it after Hajj and thereafter makes the Waf. When there is no Ihram, everything can be enjoyed, even sexual intercourse with the wife. There are some conditions in Tamatu Hajj. Number one, not to be included within the people of the Kaaba. Number two, to make Umrah before Hajj. Number three, to make Umrah in the months of pilgrimage. Number four, not to go to a distance for making Ihram for Hajj. Number five, to make Hajj and Umrah by the same person. It is compulsory for such a pilgrim to sacrifice a goat. If he cannot do so, he will fast before sacrifice for three days separately or unitedly or, and when he returns home, he will fast for seven days in the same manner. Prohibited things in Hajj and Umrah During Hajj and Umrah, it is prohibited to put on shirts, trousers, socks, turbans. A wearing apparel without stitch and sandal may be used. One should not cover his head as head is included within Ehram. A woman can wear stitch cloth, but her face needs to be uncovered. Number two, he shall not use scents of any kind. Number three, he shall shave the hair of the head and not manicure nails. Number four, he shall not have sexual intercourse before the end of Ihram. Number five, it is unlawful to kiss, embrace or marry or get married during Ihram. Number six, it is unlawful to sacrifice game of land except the game of sea. Section 2. Eight duties of Hajj from the first to the last. There are eight duties of Hajj when one makes, when one comes out of his house till he makes Ihram. Number 1. He shall make Tawbah, that is pay compensation to the oppressed, clear off his debts and give expense of maintenance for his family till he returns. He shall return the trusts entrusted to him and take legally earned money sufficient for his journey till his return along with the additional sum for the poor, the destitute and the weak. He shall spend something in charity before he starts. Number two, he shall seek a religious companion. He will seek your good and help you. He will remind you if you forget. Take farewell from relatives friends and neighbors and seek their blessings and give your blessings to them by saying, I am entrusting to God your religion and your trust and the end of your action. The Prophet used to pray for the man who wished to perform Hajj. May God keep you in his protection. May he give you provision of God-fear. 
May he forgive your sins and may he keep your face towards good wherever you are. Number three, pray two rakats of prayer before starting from your home with Fatiha and Surat Kafirun in the first rakat, Surat Ikhlas in the second rakat. When you finish your prayer, raise your two hands and seek blessings with this dua. Oh my God, you are my friend in this journey. You are my successor for my properties, my children and my friends. Save me and them from all calamities. O oh God, I seek from you in this journey virtues, God-fear and actions pleasing to you. O oh God, make the world narrow for me, make my journey easy, and give me provisions of health of the body, of religion, and of safety of property, and take us for pilgrimage to your house, and for visiting the grave of your Prophet O oh God, I seek refuge from you, from the troubles of the journey, from the change of conditions, and from the evil look of the family members and the friends. O oh God, give us and them the blessings of your nearness. Don't deprive us and them of your blessings and don't change your kindness on us and on them. Number four, when you will come near the door of your house, say, In the name of God, I rely on God. There is no power and might except in God. O oh God, I seek refuge from you that I may not be misguided, that I may not misguide anybody, that I may not slip. Or, I, or that I may not cause anybody to slip, that I may not be oppressed, or that I may not oppress anybody else, that nobody may ascribe ignorance to me, nor I may ascribe ignorance to anybody. I seek refuge from you from all these matters. Number five, when you get on board of your conveyance, say in the name of God and with God, God is the greatest trust of God and the great, the almighty. There is no power and no might except in God. Whatever God wills comes into being. God has made this conveyance subservient to us. We shall have to return to our Lord. When you sit on your conveyance, recite seven times. All praise is due to God who showed me the path for it. We would have not been found guidance if God did not show us guidance. O oh God, you are our carrier on the backs and you are our helper in all of our affairs. Number six, most of your journey should be at night. The prophet said you should travel at night as the earth becomes narrow at night and not at day. Sleep little during the night that you may be helper in the journey. When you are reaching a high place, say, O God, Lord of the seven heavens and that which casts shade, Lord of seven earths and that which reduces it, Lord of the devil and that and those whom they misguide, Lord of air and on what it blows upon, Lord of the sea and what it blows upon, I seek refuge of the inhabitants of this place, I seek refuge to you from these evils. When you land at any place, pray to Rakats. Number seven, you should not travel during the daytime, don't walk alone and don't go out of your company and keep a watch at the time of your sleep at night. Spread out your hands if you sleep at the early part of the night. If you sleep at the later part, place your head on the palm of your hand. Then thus the Prophet used to sleep in a journey in order to guard against the loss of a prayer. The loss of a prayer is more severe than the loss of a pilgrimage. When you go 
to get out of a high place on the way, recite Takbir three times and then recite, O God, your honor is above all honor. Yours is all praise and all glory. When you get down, recite Tasbih. Duties from Mikat to the entry into Makkah. Number one, take bath with the intention of making ihram. Comb your hair and head, manicure your nails, clip your mustaches, and do everything as prescribed in the chapter on purity and cleanliness. Number two, put on two pieces of unsewn ihram clothes. White cloth is dearest to God. You scent in body and cloth. Number three, take journey if you walk on foot. Now make niya of either ifrad, kiran, or tamatu hajj and say, Talbiya, present to you, O God, present to you. There is no partner for you. All praise and gifts are for you and there is no partner to you. Number four, when you enter into Ihram, recite the following, O God, I make Nia for pilgrimage. O God, make it easy for me. Help me in fulfilling its duties and accept it from me. There are other invocations as well. Number five, it is commendable to recite Talbiya in a loud voice at the time of ascending and descending and riding on the conveyance. It is as follows. O God, I am present to you. I am present to you. There is no partner to you. All praise and gifts and lordship are for you. You have got no partner. Whenever anything astounding astounded the Prophet, he used to ask, he used to say, Labbaik. The life of the next world is the true life. Duties after entry into Makkah till Tawaf. Number one, take bath to enter Makkah. Number two, when you enter the first boundary of Haram outside Makkah, then recite, O God, this is your sacred sanctuary, your safe place. You so save my blood, my hair and my body from hell. Save me from your chastisement on the day you will resurrect your servants and include me in the company of your friends and those subservient to you. Number three, enter Makkah by the high place of Makkah and come out of it by its low place. Number four, when you enter Makkah and come near Kaaba, recite the following. There is no God but you. God is the greatest. O God, you are peace. From you is peace and you is abode of peace. Blessed are you, O possessor of glory and honor, O God. This is your house. You have made it sacred and honorable. So increase its honor and respect and awe. O God, open for me in the doors of your mercy and admit me to your paradise and give me refuge from the accursed devil. Number five, when you enter the Kaaba, enter it through the door of Banu Shaiba and recite. In the name of God, with, the, with God, from God, towards God, in the way of God and upon the religion of the Apostle of God, when you will come near the Kaaba, recite, O God, accept my repentance, forgive my faults, reduce my burden. All praise is due to God who has taken me to his sacred house, who has made it a refuge for men and their safe place and a guide for the universe. O God, I am your servant, this is your city, this is your sanctuary, and this is your house. I am present to you, I beseech your mercy, and I inform you of the invocations of the one inflicted. I seek your forgiveness and your pleasure. Number six, then touch the black stone by your right hand and kiss it and say, O God, I have fulfilled your trust and my promise. 
bear witness of my fulfillment. Fourth duty of the tawaf. Observe seven rules in tawaf. Number one, observe the condition of prayer in tawaf. In other words, to be pure from all sorts of uncleanliness and cover your private parts. Tawaf is like prayer except that in conversation is allowed therein. It should be done with a haram dress as prescribed. Number two, then wait at the black stone which is preliminary point of circling the Kaaba. Number three, recite at the start of Tawaf in the name of God. God is the greatest. O God, I began this circling after putting faith in you, testifying to the truth of your book, fulfilling promise with you and following the ways of your apostle Muhammad, peace be upon him. After crossing the black stone, recite when you reach the door of the Kaaba, O God, this house is yours, this sanctuary is yours, this, this safe place is yours, and this place is the place of refuge from hell to you. Thus there are recitations at every round of the Kaaba as prescribed, and you will go around the Kaaba seven times. Number seven, after finishing Tawaf, pay two rakats at Maqam Ibrahim following the Prophet and making invocations. The Prophet said, He who makes Tawaf of the Kaaba seven times and prays two rakats at Maqam Ibrahim will get the reward of setting free a slave. Fifth duty, Sai, running between Safa and Marwa. After finishing Tawaf, take to running between the two hillocks, Safa and Marwa, seven times and recite the following before doing it. There is no deity but God. There is no partner for him. He, His is the kingdom and his is all praise. He gives life and he takes life and he is eternal without death. All good is in his hands and he is powerful over all things. There is no deity but God. He is single. He has proved true. His promise helped his servants and honored his army and routed the allies he is there is no deity but god be sincere to him in worship throughout the polytheists dislike it then at the beginning of running recite o lord forgive it show mercy and pardon what you know you are majestic and honorable o god our lord give us good in this world and good in the hereafter and save us from hell the sixth duty which is waiting at arafah the waiting time of Arafah is from noon of 9 Zilhaj to the early dawn of 10 Zilhaj. After reaching Mina, recite the following verse, O God, this is Mina, bestow grace on me as you have bestowed grace on your friend and those who were obedient to you. Reaching at Arafah, fix your tent and wait there with great penitent mind and recite invocations and supplications as much as possible and seek mercy and forgiveness with God. Seventh duty, other institutions of Hajj. As the sun rises the next day, start from Arafah and reach Muzdalafah and recite the following, O God, this is Muzdalafah. People of different tongues have gathered here, seeking different necessary things from you. Make me one of those who has sought from you and you have granted them. Then pray Maghrib and Isha together with one Azan and two Akama. Stay here for one night as it is included within the institution of Hajj. Next day, start for Mina and reach the place of stone throwing and throw seven stones there as prescribed. Then sacrifice an animal and shave your head. Then return to Makkah and make the waf of the Kaaba. Then return to Mina again. Eighth and ninth duties, Umrah.
tawaf of farewell. He who intends to make Umrah before or after Hajj, let him take bath, put on a haram dress and make a haram from its appointed place. When you enter Makkah, go around the Kaaba seven times, reciting the prescribed invocations and run between Safa and Marwa. Then it ends with the shaving of the head after finishing all rites of Hajj and Umrah. Make the waf of the Kaaba seven times before you start for home and seek forgiveness from God and expect gratefulness for getting opportunity of making Hajj and Umrah. Tenth duty, visit to Medina. The Prophet said, whose visits my grave after my death has met me as if during my lifetime. He also said, he who does not visit me in spite of having the means oppresses me. He also said, who does not come to me except with the object of visiting me, it is the duty of God that I become his intercessor. He also said, he who wishes to visit Medina should spend much should send much blessings upon the Prophet on his way to Medina. When the wall and trees of Medina falls to his eyes, he will recite, O God, this is the sanctuary of your Prophet. You make it a shield for saving me from hell and a safe place for punishment from punishment and bad account. When you enter Medina, recite the following, In the name of God and upon the religion of the Prophet of God, O Lord, enter me into a true entry and take me out a true taking out and send for me from you a strong helper. Then pray two rakats after entering the mosque and then wait near the face of the Prophet and send profuse darud and blessings on him as prescribed. The Prophet said, the place between my grave and the pulpit is one of the gardens of paradise and my pulpit is upon my fountain. Then visit Jannatul Baqi, the place of burial of the martyrs of Usman, Hassan Zainul Abidin, Imam Baqi, Imam Jafar al-Sadiq, Hazrat Fatima. Then observe prayer at Quba Mosque, as the Prophet said, He who comes out of his mosque and comes to the mosque of Quba and says prayer there, the reward of an Umrah is written for him. The Prophet said, He who can die at Medina should do it, as I shall be an intercessor for one who dies at Medina. Then visit the grave of the Prophet when leaving Medina. Section 3. Ten Secret Things of Hajj 1. The money for expense will be lawful, hand will be free from trade and commerce, and all thoughts will be centered around one God, and the mind will be rested with the zikr of God and his signs. There is in a hadith, in the latter days, people will go for hajj, but their objective will be four. The rulers will go to increase their power, the rich for trade and commerce, the poor for begging, and the learned for name and fame. These things can be earned, but if Hajj is performed with these objectives, no reward is acquired for Hajj. It will go out of the limit of Hajj, especially when one goes as a representative for Hajj. The Prophet said, God will admit three people in paradise for one Hajj, one who makes death instructions on doing, of doing Hajj, one who follows this custom and one who performs it on behalf of his brother. God gives the world an account of religion, but he does not give religion on account of this world. The Prophet said, He who makes jihad in the way of God is like the mother of Musa. She took remuneration for suckling her son. 
To receive remuneration for Hajj by representation is like the receipt of remuneration of the mother of Musa and there is no fault in it, but it will not be legal to perform Hajj as an agent with the object of getting remuneration, rather to accept remuneration with the object of performing Hajj is as legal as what the mother of Moses did. Number two, don't help the enemies of God by keeping the properties and trusts. Some chiefs of Makkah and some people of Arabia remain busy in keeping the people away from the path of Hajj. To entrust them with the properties is to help oppression. Try to save yourself from their hands and if you are unable, it is better to return home than to help the oppressors. This is an innovation. Number three, take sufficient money and provisions with you so that you may not feel difficulty for charity. Take the middle course for expenditure. Save yourself from taking delicious food and drink. There is no misuse in excessive charity. There is no good in excessive expense and there is no excessive expense in good things. A certain wise man said, to give provision in the path of Hajj is considered as an expense in the way of God. Hazrat Ibn Omar said, to have good provision in journey is honor. He used to say, the best is the pilgrimage in which sincere intention is perfect, expense is most pure, sure faith is the best. The Prophet said, there is no reward for an accepted Hajj except paradise. The Prophet said, as O Apostle of God, what is the accepted Hajj? The, the Prophet said the pilgrimage in which good words are uttered and food is given. Give up indecent actions, evil actions, quarrels and disputes. This is the injunction of the Quran. Indecent actions mean indecent and useless talks, including such talks with females, talks of intercourse with them, as they increase the desire for intercourse. All things will give, which give encouragement to do prohibited things are also prohibited. Evil actions mean such actions that take you away from the religion of God. Quarrels and disputes give rise to hatred and envy. Sufyan said, he who talks indecent words destroys his hajj. Quarrel is opposed to good words and the prophet termed good words as good deeds of hajj. Don't inflict trouble on anybody and adopt a good conduct. As journey discloses the character and conduct of man, it is therefore named Safa. Number five, it is better to perform Hajj by walking on foot. Abdullah ibn Abbas instructed his sons at the time of his death. O my children, perform Hajj by walking on foot for each step of the pilgrimage. There is written 700 rewards out of the rewards of Haram. He was questioned, what are the rewards of Haram? He said, one good deed brings 100,000 rewards. It is better to walk from Makkah to Arafah and from Arafah to Mina. A perfect Hajj is one in which Niya is taken when one comes out of his house for Ihram and to walk on foot. God says, make Hajj and Umrah perfect for God. Hazrat Omar Ali and Ibn Mas'ud explained this verse in the above way. Number six, don't ride without taking the balance of burden between, behind and take the things separate if possible. This gives relief to the camel. The Prophet made pilgrimage riding on conveyance and even made tawaf riding so that the people might follow him in his actions. The Prophet said, learn your institutions from me. Number seven, keep your consonants unsmooth, hairs dissolved, body laden with dust. 
and indifferent to pride and attachment to the world as the Prophet enjoined his followers to remain without beauty and with disheld hair. The Prophet said a pilgrim is dressed disheld and his body is dust laden. God says, look at the visitor of my house. They have come to me with hair disheld and with body dust laden from every distant part of the hills. God says, then perform the institutions of Hajj. This means to shave hair, to clip mustaches and to manicure nails. Hazrat Omar sent instructions to his generals, put on old clothes and habituate yourselves to bear to hardships. Number 8. Show kindness to the riding animals and don't take anything on them beyond their strength. Sleeping over their backs gives them trouble and gives a sense of heaviness to them. The friends of God did not sleep on the backs of animals. The Prophet said, don't make the backs of your animals seats and a descent from their backs morning and evening is commendable as it gives rest to the animals. Abu Darda said to his camel at the time of his death, O camel, don't dispute with me near your Lord, as I did not burden you with load beyond your strength. Once a man said to sage Ibn al-Mubarak, I am giving this letter of mine with you. You will take it to its destination. He said, I will ask the owner of the camel about it. As I took hire of this camel, then he feared to carry it on account of God, fear and piety. Number nine, seek nearness to God by sacrificing an animal. Try to sacrifice an animal which is strong, stout. If sacrifice is compulsory, don't eat its meat and if optional, you may eat its meat. God says, whose honor? The signs of God. This is explained by saying to sacrifice stout and strong animal. The ancient people did not press for price of three things, animals for pilgrimage, setting free of slaves and animals of sacrifice as the best of these things is that which is the best in price and most valuable to the seller. The object is not to increase in meat but to purify from the guilt of miserliness and to adorn it for God with the honor of its flesh and blood which will not reach God but he will accept from you the fear of God. The Prophet was asked how is Hajj accepted? He said by Az and Saaz, to proclaim Talbiya loudly is called Az and to sacrifice an animal is called Saaz. The Prophet said, nothing is dearer to God on the day of sacrifice out of the actions of men than the sacrifice of an animal. It will come on the day of resurrection with its hoof and horns and its blood falling, falling in its place near God before it falls on the ground. So purify your soul by sacrifice. There is in a hadith, quote, there is reward for every hair of the sacrificed animal and for every drop of blood and it will be weighed near God. So give good news. The Prophet said, sacrifice a good animal as it will be your carrier on the day of judgment. Number 10, to spend with cheerful mind, bear with pleasure, sacrifice of the loss that is caused in the matter of properties or the occurrence of any calamity because it is a proof of the acceptance of Hajj. The troubles and calamities on the way to pilgrimage is like expense in the way of God and an expense of a dirham at that time is equal to the expense of 700 dirhams. This is the reward of bearing hardship in the way of jihad. Nothing is spoiled near God of any trouble which is foreborn and every loss which is sustained 
it is said that if one gives up sins and bad company and takes up good company and gives up assembly of useless talks and takes to the assemblies of zikr, this is the sign of the acceptance of hajj. Significance of the internal actions of hajj. Knowledge. The first thing of Hajj is to know everything in connection with Hajj. Know, O oh dear readers, that you will not be able to reach God till you can control your passions and low desires, restrain yourself from all enjoyments and pleasures, and make short your necessities and work only for the sake of God. For this reason, the friends of God are those who are used to living far away from the localities of men, lived in lonely places in caves of mountains and hills so that their love for God might be deep. God says about them in the Quran, because they are hermits and those who have renounced the work amongst them and they are not proud. When they began to live contrary to it and gave up loneliness or divi for divine service and mixed with the people to fulfill their low desires, God sent the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, to reawaken the path of the next world and to call them to the ways of the Prophets. On being questioned by the religious people about the life of a hermit, the Prophet said, God gave us in lieu, therefore, jihad and takbir in every elevated place that is Hajj. The Prophet said, God gave us a gift to the people and made Hajj as their monkery and honored the ancient house as his house, fixed it as the object of desire of the people, made its surrounding place pure to show honor to the house, and made the Arafah an opening place and an open space as the precincts of his house, and honored the place by prohibiting hunting and cutting of trees therein. He made it as the Darbar of the greatest emperor. Every visitor comes to this darbar, which is a palace, from every distant and inaccessible place, dissolved in hairs and laden with dust and in the most humble spirit. He knows that no house can encompass God and no town can cover him, and yet he does it to make his divine service and his allegiance and obedience perfect. For this reason, throwing the stones at Mina, running towards Safa and Marwa, and other institutions do not come within understanding or seem good. But these acts, full servitude is expressed, the object of the payment of zakat is understood, the object of fasting is to restrain sexual passions and low desires is understood, the object of prayer is also understood, but no satisfactory reason is found in the throwing of stones and running between Safa and Marwa, nor they come within understanding. It is however true that true servitude is a separate thing and to serve God means that one should conduct himself according to the orders of God, whether it is containing a meaning or not. The object of obeying orders is nothing but to serve God. It is an act of wisdom to obey God in places where intellect cannot enter and which it cannot comprehend. Servitude of God is expressed fully when you understand a thing or not. For this reason, the Prophet said regarding Hajj, I consider Hajj thus a veritable truth, 
servitude, in reality, and slavery of the highest order, he did not say this with regards to the prayer or other divine services. So, the institutions which cannot be understood by intellect are the perfect divine services for making the heart pure and because to act contrary to nature and to return from habits is the real servitude and slavery. Desire for Hajj The Kaaba is the house of God. The meaning of coming to it is to see God there. He who desires to visit the Kaaba in the world should have his objective not to be deprived of it. His objective should be his look to the countenance of God in his permanent abode. This earthly eye has got no power to have glimpse of the divine light or it can bear the brilliance of God's light. The light of the eye in the next world will be permanent and it will be free from causes of destruction and change and then it will be for the glimpse of the Lord and no one can be fit to earn it not by visiting God's house. So desire to meet God will lead you to the causes of the visit without doubt. Firm determination of making hajj. Know, O oh dear readers, that you will intend to be separate from your home and your family by the help of your firm determination and turn your face towards visiting the house after giving up comforts and pleasures of your home life. Know in your mind the honor of the Kaaba and the exalted rank of the owner of the Kaaba. Make your firm determination only for God. Keep distant your name and fame and make your intentions sincere and pure. To cut off tie in Hajj. It means to pay compensation to the oppressed and to make sincere repentance to God from all the sins. Every oppression has got a compensation and every compensation is due to somebody. Don't hope to return home and to make waste to your children in writing and think of this journey as a journey for the next world. Provisions for the journey Seek provisions from your lawful earnings and think that your good deeds are the provisions of your next world and that they will go with you after you die. Regarding conveyance, be grateful to God that you have got conveyance to carry you and your loads. Remember that you are visiting a funeral prayer in the journey towards the next world. The affairs of Hajj are like journey to the next world. Ihram cloth, when you put it on, remember the coffin cloth with which you will be clothed as you will wear to unsee unsewn pieces of cloth to go near the house of God and change your habits of putting on fine clothes so that you will not meet God after your death unless you take the clothes contrary to the clothes of this world. As there will be no stitching of cotton clothes for burial, so there will be no stitching of the ihram clothes. Starting from your home. When you come out of your home, know that you are going to a journey to God after separating from your family and friends. Think then in your mind what is your objective, to whom you are going, to whom do you have hope from. You are going to meet the greatest emperor for that you have surrendered and you have responded to. Bring this consolidation and consolation in your mind that if you visit the Kaaba you may get a glimpse of God. This is your last objective and it will help you towards that object. 
hope in mind to reach the Kaaba and that your Hajj may be accepted. Don't depend on your good deeds and believe firmly in the mercy of God. If you cannot reach the Kaaba or die on the way to the Kaaba, it will help to meet God as being his guest. As God says, if a man goes out of his house and makes immigration to God and his apostle and then death overtakes him, his reward is upon God. 400. When you reach the Mikat or the fixed place for Ehram, remember all the great events when you will leave the world up to the day of resurrection. When you remember the danger of crossing the way, remember then the questions of Munkar Nakir. If you see the ferocious beasts on his on the way, remember the biting of snakes in your graves. Talbiya at Mikat. Know that Talbiya means to respond to the call of God. Remember him between hope and fear and depend on the mercy of God. Imam Sufyan Saori said that Imam Zainul Abidin, the son of Hussein, Radiallahu anhu made Hajj. When he made Ehram, his face changed and he had no strength to say Labbaik. He was asked, Why are you not uttering Labbaik? He said, I fear that I may have said, You may have no Labbaik and fortune. When he uttered, uttered Labbaik, he suddenly fell in swoon and remained long in that condition. As a result, he could not wait at Arafah. Abu Suleiman Darani did not utter Labbaik even after walking a mile. Then he fell down senseless. When he recovered from this, he said, O Ahmad, warn to you, I fear lest I may be said, there is no Labbaik and fortune for you. Remember, at that time, when you utter Labbaik, the condition of the people on the day of congregation. Entry into Makkah Remember, at the time when you enter Makkah, that you have reached safely in a sacred place of God and hope from God that you will be safe from punishment on account of your entry into Makkah. When you look at the Kaaba, remember its glory and hope to meet its owner. Tawaf of the Kaaba like prayer. Remember then your Tawaf is like the Tawaf of near angels who are making the rounds of the throne of God. Don't think that the objective of your tawaf is the, ob is the tawaf of your body around the house, but its objective is the tawaf of your mind with the remembrance of God. Know that an honorable tawaf is the tawaf of the mind before God. The Kaaba is the outward palace of the king. He is not seen by external eye. Soul is the thing of the spiritual world as body is that of the material world. God is in the unseen world, that is in the spiritual world. This visible world leads to the world of the unseen. This is for those for whom God opened the doors for them. Think that the Kaaba is the exact prototype of Baitul Mamur in the heavens. The angels make tawaf of Baitul Mamur and the people do that of the Kaaba. Kissing the Black Stone when you kiss the black stone, think that it is a sign of allegiance and kissing God's hand. Be firm in your will that you are fulfilling your promise. The Prophet said the black stone is the right hand of God in this world. As a man handshakes with his brother, so God also handshakes with people by means of the black stone. The Sai between Safa and Marwa The Sai between these two hillocks in expectation of getting God's glimpse is just as 
it is going forward and backward in getting a glimpse of the emperor. Think that the Safa is the scale of good deeds and Marwa of bad deeds. By running between these two hellocks, think that which of the scales has become heavy of your account. The weight in Arafah, after seeing the vast concourse of people of different tongues and ethnicities, you will remember the case of the great congregation on the Day of Judgment, that each people will gather there with their respective prophets, each people will expect intercession of their prophets, and remain busy to know whether his intercession was accepted or not. When you will remember this, keep your mind engaged in the remembrance of God. Throwing of stones, obey God's command by throwing stones and showing sincerity and honesty by servitude of God, even though it does not come to your understanding, because blind obedience of the slave to his master gains the love of the master. Then intend to follow the deeds of Ibrahim salam who drove away the devil by throwing stones at him when the latter in wanted to misguide Ibrahim and not to sacrifice his dearest son Ismail in obedience to God's command. The meaning of Hajj is to obey God's command without argument and without exercising your intellect. Sacrifice of the animal. Sacrifice is a mass scale, brings the people near God. For this reason, the people, the animals for sacrifice should be stout and strong. Hope that in lieu of every limb of the sacrificed animal, God will save your limbs from hellfire. The more it is stout and strong, the more you will be free from hellfire. Visiting Medina. When your sight will fall on the walls of the city of Medina, remember that God selected this city for his prophet and took him there. This is the place of the promulgation of God's compulsory ordinances and the ways of the Prophet. He fought with his enemies here and preached Islam up to his death. God established the religion through the successors of the Prophet. Then think of the footsteps of the Prophet in the city and take steps with care and honor. The Prophet said, God will present before me many people. They will say, O Muhammad, O Muhammad, I will say, O Lord, there are my companions. God will say, You don't know the evil deeds that they have done after you. I will say, Then be away from me. If you have not followed the Prophet, you will be far away from him. Still, you will hope for the mercy of God. When you will reach the mosque, remember that God selected the place for the Prophet and the earliest Muslims. Enter it in fear and hope. When Wais Karni entered the mosque of Medina and began to wait at the door, he said, This is the grave of the Prophet. At once he fell down unconscious. When he regained his senses, he said, Take me out of this. I have got no taste in the place where the Prophet has been buried. Meeting with the Prophet. Meet him as if you were meeting him when he is alive, that you are standing before him. Don't go very near his grave as you would have not gone near him if you were alive. Don't touch his grave, don't kiss it, and know that God knows your mind, your standing, and your salutation. The Prophet said, God appointed an angel in his grave. Those who send salam to him out of his followers, he will take it to him. This has been said with regards to people who will not, who will not be present before his grave. 
How will it be the case of a man who left his house and family and relatives and journeyed in different places and came to visit the Prophet? The Prophet said, If a man sends one salam or durood unto me, God will send ten durood unto him. Then come to the pulpit of the Apostle of God and think of his standing thereon and his sermons to his followers. When it will be finished, think whether your Hajj has been accepted or not, as God does not accept Hajj of whom that does not love God. Jazakallah khair wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.